Almighty and everlasting God, who hatest nothing that thou hast made, and dost forgive the sins of all who, those who are penitent, create and make in us new and contrite hearts, that we, worthily lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain of thee the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Hello and welcome to the Anglo-Catholic Podcast for the 31st day of March 2006. I'm your reader, John J. O'Sullivan. Today is Friday in the fourth week in Lent. On this day, the Anglican Communion commemorates the life of Blessed John Donne, priest. Let's begin today's podcast with a reading from the Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. John. At that time, a certain man was sick named Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary, and her sister Martha, and so on, and that which followeth. A homily by St. Augustine the bishop. We remember how we did read in a former lesson that the Lord escaped out of the hands of them which would have stoned him, and went away again beyond Jordan, into the place where John at first baptized. Now it was while the Lord still tarried in that place that Lazarus fell sick at Bethany, a town hard by Jerusalem. And we understand this Mary to be the one which anointed the Lord with ointment, and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. And we read, His sisters sent unto him. We know already where it was that they sent, for we are told where Jesus was, to wit beyond Jordan. Thither the sisters of Lazarus sent unto their Lord, to tell him that their brother was sick, if so be he might come and free him from his sickness. But he delayed to heal him, that he might afterwards raise him to life. What therefore sent his sisters to say, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. They did not say, Come, for Jesus loved him, and to tell Jesus that he was sick was enough. They did not venture to say, Come and heal him, nor did they venture to say, Speak the word there, and it shall be done here. And wherefore should they not have spoken thus, since it was for like words that the faith of the centurion was commended? For the same did say, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. Howbeit they said none of these things, but only, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. It is enough that thou shouldest know it, thou art not one that lovest and leavest. But some man will say, How shall Lazarus be the type of a sinner, and yet the Lord so love him? Let such as a one hear the words of the same Lord to wit, I am not come to call the righteous, but sinners. For if God had not loved sinners, he had not come down from heaven to earth. When Jesus heard that, he said, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Such a glorification is not by way of an increase of majesty for him, but of an aid for us in offering him what is his due. He is, therefore, to be understood on this wise. This sickness is not unto death, but for the working of a wondrous sign, 
the which being wrought, if men will thereby believe in Christ, they shall escape the real death. And mark well how the Lord doth in this place declare himself to be God, as it were by implication, for the sake of some which say that he is not the Son of God. Here endeth the lesson. Concerning the life of blessed John Donne, reading from Lesser Feasts and Fasts. Any man's death diminishes me, because I am involved in mankind, and therefore never send to know for whom the bell tolls, it tolls for thee. These words are familiar to many. Their author, John Donne, though less well known, is one of the greatest of English poets. In his own time, he was the best known preacher in the Church of England. He came to that eminence by a torturous path. Born into a wealthy and pious Roman Catholic family in 1573, he was educated at both Oxford and Cambridge, and studied law at Lincoln's Inn. Sometime later he conformed to the established church, and embarked upon a promising political career of service to the state. The revelation of his secret marriage in 1601 to the niece of his employer, the Lord Keeper of the Great Seal, brought his public career to an end. In 1615, he was persuaded by King James I and others to receive ordination. Following several brief cures, Dunn rose rapidly in popularity as Dean of St. Paul's Cathedral, London, from 1622 until his death. He drew great thongs to the cathedral and to Paul's Cross, a nearby open-air pulpit. His sermons reflect the wide learning of the scholar, the passionate intensity of the poet, and the profound devotion of one struggling in his own life to relate the freedom and demands of the gospel to the concerns of a common humanity, on every level and in all its complexities. In one of his poems he wrote, We think that paradise and Calvary, Christ's cross and Adam's tree stood in one place. Look, Lord, and find both Adam's met in me, as the first Adam's sweat surrounds my face. May the last Adam's blood my soul embrace. So in his purple wrapped receive me, Lord. By these his thorns give me his other crown. And as to other souls I preached thy word. Be this my text, my sermon to be mine own. Therefore, that he may raise the Lord throws down. Here endeth the lesson. Let us pray. O God, who hast ordained thine ineffable sacraments for the regeneration of all men, we humbly beseech thee that thy church, being profited by the same to her advancement by in all things spiritual, may likewise fail not of thy succor in all things temporal. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee, in the unity of the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Almighty God, who seest that we, knowing ourselves to be compassed round about by many and great infirmities, do put our whole trust and confidence in thy mighty power, we beseech thee to grant that we may evermore rejoice in the abundance of thy loving kindness. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee, in the unity of the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Almighty God, the root and fountain of all being, Open our eyes to see, with thy servant John Dunn, 
But whatsoever hath any being is a mirror in which we may behold thee, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Spirit, one God, for ever and ever. Amen. With that, this will end today's edition of the Anglo-Catholic Podcast. As always, I'm your reader, John J. O'Sullivan, praying with the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Bless us and keep us now and forever, and unto ages of ages. Amen. The Anglo-Catholic Podcast is sponsored by the Church of St. Anthony of Padua in Hackensack, New Jersey. Whether you live, work, or are visiting the greater North Jersey, New York metro area, come and worship with us. On Sundays, a low Mass in Spanish is at 8 a.m. and a High Mass in English at 10 a.m. For directions, service times, or for more information, call Father Brian Laffler at 201-489-4728 or check out her website at www.stanthonyhackensack and Hackensack is spelled H-A-C-K-E-N-S-A-C-K dot org. The Church of St. Anthony of Padua is affiliated with Ford and Faith North America and the American Anglican Council.